All right, you hear the Prime Minister and Minister Denaya Mahuta there. The government is introducing a bill which will allow it to impose tougher targeted sanctions on Russia. It will allow it to freeze the assets of those associated with Russia, prevent Russian elites and companies from moving their money and assets to New Zealand and stop super yachts, stop ships and aircraft from entering New Zealand waters or airspace. The bill will be introduced on Wednesday and the Prime Minister hopes It'll be passed by the end of the day. Uh, The government is still considering an autonomous sanctions regime. So uh, you've got the freezing of assets. You've got the prevention of people uh, and companies from uh, moving their money and assets to New Zealand uh, and stopping super yachts, ships and aircraft from entering New Zealand uh, water airspace. And also a travel ban list of over 100 individuals published today. Listening to that is chair of the Ukrainians Association of New Zealand Northern Regions, Yuri Gladden. Yuri, welcome to the panel. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to have you on. Just from what you've heard there, the sanctions, uh, how do you feel about Is it enough? <laughs> we, we are very happy with every little step which is made by the New Zealand government. And it will always be not enough because you understand that the country is in flame, the people are suffering, and it will never be enough. But we also are New Zealand residents, New Zealand citizens. We understand that the country is not as big, not as powerful, and there are limited resources. So it's, you know, two different uh, sort of feeling we feel. Yeah, as you say, in the context, it's a bit of a drop in the ocean, isn't it? I'm just wondering what else uh, we might able be able to do, Aotearoa, in terms of pr- pr- providing in the future uh, more safe haven for refugees, that type of thing, Yuri? Well, the humanitarian crisis is another sort of problem which we are trying to sort somehow with the New Zealand government. Uh, sanctions is one thing, economy is one thing, uh, politics is one thing, but people suffer, and we would like to help them. There are two categories of people which the uh, New Zealand government can consider. One of them is uh, people, members of the families of New Zealanders. We can get them out, pull them out of that fire of war and uh, actually give them this safe heaven in New Zealand. It's not a lot of people we are talking about because our Ukrainian community is just as small as about 1,300 people. So the relatives of New Zealand, the uh, New Zealand citizens, is not a huge amount of uh, people. Uh, another category would be refugees. Uh, and New Zealand can easily settle down some numbers and processes mm. to get some refugees uh, to New Zealand. I appreciate you, Yuri. Before you go, it's it's 
just relentless, isn't it? It's just the the news coming out is devastating. And I can only imagine, I feel for uh, the, the community, the Ukrainian community, watching these horrific images coming through. Did you ever imagine that, that here we are, day 11, and would be watching this, would be experiencing this? No. Nobody would. Nobody would have even a little clue that this war can explode. And we couldn't. We were thinking that, okay, that's a political uh, games, that's a political pressure, that's all right in any world, in modern world in, in the past, but to start, it, it's actually the Third World War. If you have a look at the pictures and at the videos, how people run from the shelling, how people run from the bombed uh, houses. It's horrific. It is horrific. And before we finish, I have one thing that probably the New Zealand government wouldn't agree, but I would tell you, the Russian embassy is the source of lie. It is the source of uh, created reality. All right. We have to do something with that. Kyoto Yuri. We have to cut probably uh, completely uh, because they influence on people's minds. Appreciate you being on the program. Uh, that is Yuri Gladden, the chair of the Ukrainians Association of New Zealand Northern Regions. Now, also listening to the uh, 4pm post-cab press conference on the sanctions. Again, just recapping, the government is introducing a bill which will allow it to impose tougher targeted sanctions on Russia. So, freezing the assets of those associated, associated with Russia, the elites and companies from moving their money and assets to New Zealand, stopping super yachts, ships and aircraft from entering New Zealand waters and airspace. Uh, and we will bring on the panel uh, on this as well. With us is Russell Norman, the Greenpeace Aotearoa Executive Director. They've been calling for this for a while. Russell, kia ora. Kia ora, Wallace. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And is this what you wanted to see happen? Yeah, I think this is uh, an important first step uh, to make sure the government has the legal basis on which to act to freeze the assets of the oligarchs, uh, as well as obviously restricting them <laughs> trying to move their super yachts here, other than the Maldives. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's an important first step. But, of course, the proof of the pudding will be um, in whether they use these new powers to actually um, freeze the assets. Yeah, Ukraine New Zealand lawyer Anastasia Gutorova wrote an article saying, look, a lot of President Vladimir Putin's power comes from these extremely wealthy people. So uh, her view was this would be targeting him directly. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at um, the elite in Russia um, that sits around Putin, um, you have a series of these billionaires uh, and they are, you know, critical really to the success of Putin's uh, government. Uh, and so actually targeting those people who have real ability to influence um, the, the decision makers in Russia, um, I think is an important contribution that New Zealand can make. All right, let's go on the panel on this. Uh, Connor English, your views and thoughts. Oh, look, what's happening over there is absolutely horrific, isn't it? And it's despicable what um, uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, doing. I, I think what the government's doing is, is um, uh, you know, a pragmatic thing given the size of this, uh, of our country. And uh, I'm sure all the parties uh, across the political spectrum will, will support it. 
Russell? Yeah, look, um, so the, the question is then, um, in terms of, you know, the, the, the one person who's been mentioned so far is Alexander Abramov, and um, he has this uh, resort up north. Um, and so I think the question will be, what does the government do about this? Does it freeze the assets um, of this oligarch who we know has assets in New Zealand? Um, and certainly Greenpeace and others will be sending a flotilla up there um, later this week. They'll be leaving uh, up to up to Helena Bay to draw attention um, to the fact that uh, we do have one of these oligarchs um, owning assets in New Zealand. Verity. Um, Russell, you know, you mentioned that, um, you, I know you were joking, but about sending super yachts to the Maldives. And I was just wondering, is there actually a risk that New Zealand is seen as that passive country globally that oligarchs you know, would want to decamp to? Is that our reputation worldwide as being a kind of safe haven? It's a little bit mixed. I mean, one of the questions, in fact, um, that wasn't asked in the post, in the press just then was um, what the government's going to do about the foreign trust. So New Zealand's big open door in terms of um, secret money, if you like, is the foreign trust regime, uh, which have dropped. There's still about 2,700 of them that are registered in New Zealand. Um, so I'm very curious to know whether the government's going to have a look inside those foreign trusts to see whether any oligarchs, Russian oligarchs' money is hidden in those trusts. Um, that's probably the main way in the past that New Zealand has been seen as kind of an easy way to avoid global financial rules. Now, the uh, Russell, the autonomous sanctions bill, which we heard there now, this uh, which would have allowed uh, the freezing of assets, it was voted down by the Labor Party last year. Greens and the Māori Party also against it. National NAC voted for it. Do we need a revision on that, Russell? Look, um, so, you know, when Ernst um, had given her press conferences earlier, she said that that bill wouldn't have given sufficient um, sufficient powers uh, that, that they're going to put in this new bill they're going to rush through this week. Um, so, I, you know, I'm no expert on it, but I take her, take her at her word. So clearly what she's doing has benefits. Um, but, you know, we do have this basic problem where, you know, we all want to support the United Nations as a way of resolving our conflicts. Um, but what do you do when one of the Security Council members vetoes any action and hence prevents it entering international law. Um, and so these kind of bills, the one they're talking about, is a response to that. And so I think, you know, to, to give Jerry Brownlee his due, he was trying to deal with that problem, and that's clearly what the government's now been forced to come around to. Right. Hey, before you go, Russell, because uh, Greenpeace also said it abhors Putin's threats to use nuclear weapons and urges world leaders not to play into his hands, and all of a sudden here we are <laughs> in 2022 finding ourselves front and centre in, uh, around the issue of nukes. Do you think the world has dropped the ball on the nuclear arms race? I can recall a time when the likes of Dr. Helen Caldicott really put the issue front and centre. Yeah, I mean, I mean, those of us who grew up in the 80s um, will remember the kind of constant, ever-present uh, risk of nuclear war, and it was a, a big public, um, public issue, um, and it dropped off. And I guess largely it dropped off because the Cold War um, between the Soviet Union and the United States dropped out of the... Out of the uh, obviously, the Soviet Union came to an end. So, but those nuclear weapons are still there, um, and so that still is a genuine risk. The other side of it, of course, is the nuclear power plants. Um, so I think, you know, the risk of nuclear power plants has been brought to the fore again. Um, and, you know, I mean, the other thing, of course, is fossil fuels, right? I mean, you know, the, it, it, it is fossil fuels that are funding this whole thing. So, you know, the sooner we can get off um, oil right. and gas, 
then the sooner we can um, stop funding this kind of stuff. Right. Thank you, Russell. Uh, that is Russell Norman, the Greenpeace Aotearoa Executive Director there. Uh, now, Connor, just a bit on that. I know that you've been to Kazakhstan, you did a bit of work in Kazakhstan, didn't you? Um, yep. uh, I think as a vacuum sales cleaner, amongst other things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, not quite. No, well, quite. no, no, you... you <laughs> You do. You told, but I have told, sold vacuum cleaners, but not in Kazakhstan. You told yeah. us on the panel that you sold vacuum cleaners in Kazakhstan. No, no, I didn't. No, I, I certainly told you I sold vacuum cleaners, and I'm sure I could find one for you, Wallace, if you're still wanting one. <laughs> but, um, but no, no, I didn't sell them in, in Kazakhstan. I was involved in, in the ag sector, doing different things. And have you in been Kazakhstan. involved? Have you been to? Have you been to Ukraine? Have you been to Ukraine? No, I haven't been to Ukraine, but I know people who've had uh, farming operations over there, and um, you know they'll they'll be very stressed, uh, I guess, at this time because it's it's a wonderful um, farming country. Ukraine, you know, it grows a lot of crop, uh, grows a lot of food, and uh, mm. it's just a shame to see it going the way it is. Twenty-seven past four. The panel uh, in Z National. Um, by the way, I've got to mention to you that we've had a huge amount of feedback regarding movies. Uh, the the uh, 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 the one and only Connor English put out a bit of a curveball to you, who, who um, put the wild card and said, "Look, um, New Zealand movies are too depressing." People are saying, "Hey, Wallace, yeah. Connor, we agree with them." I agree with you, panelists. Let's have some movies like The Castle. Fantastic. I agree with Connor English. I do find New Zealand movies not uplifting. The piano is depressing. Uh, you, you don't agree with this, uh, Verity? I just think this is ridiculous. Like, I, <laughs> number one, we make really good rom-coms. Um, my Such Wedding as? and Other Secrets. My, my Wedding and Other Secrets, fantastic movie. Love Duck, another fantastic Never movie. Seen like, them. I watched it. Oh, my God, it's Reese Darby. He's hilarious. Is he? Um yeah, and also, like, think about every movie that Taika Waititi has produced. They are really funny. What about Hunt for the Wilder People? I uh, cried relentlessly yeah. through that. Yeah, actually, <laughs> and, like, to be, and, and to be fair, many people put, uh, put out Hunt for the Wilder People. Great, said Sharon. Foot drop flat, said uh, Alison. Heaps of humorous New Zealand movies. Connor, what about Came a Hot Friday? Connor, what about Goodbye Pork Pie? <laughs> Connor, what about... Oh, Goodbye pro- Pork Pie, I agree with that one. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> Connor, what about the price of milk with Carlo Barn and Daniel Cormack? Hilarious. Um, so <laughs> a lot uh, on that. And also um, regarding verities, I've been thinking, Kia ora, Wallace, in regards to I've been thinking on the panel today with a nurse working a 14-hour shift, I'm a second-year junior doctor, and we routinely do 15- to 16-hour shifts called long days, which are not considered overtime. We start at 8, sometimes 7 a.m., and don't finish until 11 p.m., and are expected back at work at 8 a.m. the next morning. This is also, this is also often part of a routine 10-day work stretch, and there's commonly more than one long day during this time. I sympathize with that nurse. These shifts are terrible but we feel powerless to change them. Uh, thank you very much for your responses this afternoon. Keep them coming. Uh, looking for positive New Zealand movies, if there are any, text us to 101 or email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Verity Johnson and Connor English with us this afternoon.